and welcome to The Pink Cow. My name is Henry Catherine, and joining me, as always, is the illustrious, ineffable Emma Corey. Uh, yes, illustrious. Thank you. Thank you for that. But, uh... You are illustrious. <laughs> Thank you. Own it. <laughs> yeah. And joining us today, listener, we are we're very honored to have two guests joining us in this pink void that we call the Pink Isle. Uh, they are two writers and comedians from New York City and are the host of one of our personal favorite podcasts, uh, the Bad Romance Podcast. Please welcome uh, Mrs. Jordan Searles and Bronwyn Isaac. Thank you so much for joining us. Aww. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'm going to um, write that intro down and read it in the mirror as an affirmation. During <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my seasonal depression. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, it's real good stuff. We Listen, uh, listeners, if, if you need a recommendation for a podcast, Bad Romance, if you enjoy the stuff we do here, it's a good listen. Really enjoy the stuff there. Yeah. But uh, I think you mentioned, uh, Henry, that like the Bad Romance podcast is actually one of our like inspirations that we had like going into this series, right? Oh my god! It, it was. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would just remember binging through this and thinking like, hmm, yeah. There's a lot of girl-focused media that I could stand to reevaluate. Oh, I grew up on Barbie movies, more or less. <laughs> I should talk about that. That's so. so oh, here we are. I love this like podcast pay it forward because i was inspired to do my podcast because of we hate movies <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh i love it it's and like that's... our podcasts are rabbits and they're all like fucking and having new podcasts okay i didn't think <laughs> God. Boring, but... lord knows the number of podcasts are multiplying <laughs> like rabbits. bunnies just making more bunnies i love it so many so many podcast bunnies yeah the thing is we're we're not even the only barbie movie podcast out there we do oh yeah there are like <laughs> six of them out there it's 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 an interesting community yeah but we're not talking about barbie today today we are talking about a property that uh one of you guys requested listener we are returning back to the haunted halls of monster high uh, which one of you guys requested this again? I did. Okay. So, so Jordan, what was something that sort of attracted you to, uh, talking about Monster High? Uh, well, I grew up on Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School in our last episode. Oh, yeah. On it's, Monster High. They got the vibes. They got the vibe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like somebody was watching that when they came up with the Monster High dolls. I don't, I don't feel like they couldn't have come up with it without watching that classic movie, which I actually think I have on DVD somewhere because I'm just that kind of person. Yeah, I mean, of the uh, of that weird period of Scooby Doo in the '70s, where like Shaggy and Scooby were by themselves, that is definitely the better one of them. Kind of feels like that's kind it's, of the only beloved thing that came from the red shirt, shaggy, and scrappy era. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think part of the reason why that movie was so popular was because of the ghouls in it. Like, just people just really love, like, those characters specifically. So. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. they were so cute. The little little mummy one, the little werewolf one, the um the Frankenstein yeah. one. Gosh, I loved them. And then I also just thought that 
what was the bad guy's name? Revolta. I was super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and somehow there was a volleyball plot. That's the only other thing. Yes, I the from that volleyball movie. plot. Yes. I, I now <sighs> I just need to watch it again. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do on Christmas. I'm gonna you know, it. have a Halloween in December. That's mm. that's the vibe. Go all Jack Skellington. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. There's not honestly a whole lot from us to say about Monster High with this because the cast and crew is the same. It's the same showrunners and stuff, same voice actors. Most of that stuff is staying the same. So I don't really feel the need to recap some of that info. But it is a shift I, into a CGI well, films for the Monster High series. Though. I. Yeah. One interesting thing about Monster High actually is that I used to watch um the very short-lived Bratz TV show. It would just like come on. I would watch like Terrible the four kids anime block and then oh. like at the very end of it they would do the Bratz. And so like when I was watching um when I was watching Monster High, I was just thinking about this is just like a better done version of the Bratz show, which I, I never understood why the Bratz show yeah. wasn't better done because those move because those dolls like were really popular. So why couldn't they do those better? Those dolls were so popular. Yeah, <laughs> we on, we only saw the two D animated one and that London Rock Angels one. Yeah, and, we uh, saw. Well, that one was kind of tied into the TV show, the CGI movie we watched, yeah. but. Oh, yeah, it was a pilot. I know, because yeah. I feel like that CGI Brat show is, like, making a comeback in some sectors of YouTube, because I keep on, like, seeing videos that's, like, the Bratz TV show out of context, and just from watching that, it does seem incredibly wild. <laughs> it is so wild. I, I, in thinking of, like, just the villains of that show as well, how there was that rival uh fashion line with the very mean pink lady who is totally not a coded version of barbie that they were trying to stick it to very... i love that so much it's just, it was it so is. it was so good like it was i just wish so, that it looked like, better because it was so good <laughs> the drama like i want to drink that up i yeah i feel like i've also seen brats kind of resurface even just like in memes, I, I feel like at least like in the- a lot oh. of brats memes, you know, lot so many and, brats memes. Uh, and so yeah, there's a little bit of a revival in that sense. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask. I'm sure that y'all have done it, but did y'all ever do an episode on on the the YouTube show Barbie Life in the Dream House? Yes, we did with uh, Laura Crone as a guest star. That show is great. Like, that I genuinely is... like that show. Oh, yeah. I aspire to have the fury and rage of Raquel in that show. <laughs> I feel like I would get a lot more done that way. I was um, I was so obsessed with Ken just, like, being an inventor and just, like, constantly yes. trying to impress Barbie. And she's just too busy with all of her jobs to notice him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have... We have a special name yeah. for Ken on this podcast, Kenbo. <laughs> yeah. We love our we love our yeah. we love our himbo Ken. Um, we, don't get me wrong, we've seen a lot of stinkers in our time in the pink owl, but there's there's so many like nice gems that you you overlook with like all these uh girl focused properties. Uh, I think uh, Barbie Life in the Dream House sort of like it really kinda came out like 
with those sort of uh, 2010 shows that were a lot more kind of like self-referential meta humor type stuff yeah totally yeah i don't like we definitely really appreciate yeah i loved how they actually like had like they looked plastic like on purpose like the way that their body moved and the way that they were designed was specifically to look plastic i was just like this is awesome yeah i'm it's surprising that mattel hasn't really taken a stab at like continuing with that sort of formula considering that's like one of the most popular things to come out of barbie recently yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Anywho, but yeah, this this ep- this movie of Monster High was very entertaining. This, I had a great time. I am so glad you yeah. enjoyed this as much as we did. Because yeah, the Monster High movies. I don't think Emma we anticipated just like how much we would love just the, each of these characters. Because like. I know, that's what makes them so great, is, like, they really give such, like, fun personalities and designs to each of the characters, so, I don't know, you can just tell that there's, like, a lot of love, like, half of the fun of these movies is just watching them and seeing all, like, the weird background characters they have, you know, it's, like, it's very good stuff, and all, like, the different stuff they do with, like, the different monsters, you know? It's very fun. Yeah. The the um, the writing, there's so many silly puns. Oh, my God. And I, I love their like, puns. <laughs> and I feel like puns and wordplay, I mean, people have very strong reactions to them, right? There's people who are obsessed with anything pun, anything wordplay. There's people who hate it. I tend to fall in the middle. Like, when it's really well done, I love it. And when it's not, then, you know, it can be face palmy. But I feel like they do a great job, at least in this one, of really playing with all of the puns and all of the monster jokes that they could throw in. Yeah. But I liked it. Like, it was funny to me and it was fun and it didn't feel, I mean, everything, it is cartoonish because it's a cartoon, yeah. you know, but, um, but like, it wasn't annoying. I was like, oh no, this is great. Yeah, like it is very <laughs> cartoony, but yeah i know the term relatable is like uh kind of eye when it comes to like talking about like teen driven media but like i don't know there was a lot about the drama that felt and the characters that that felt like you could identify with it and that really i think meshed well with some of the more slapsticky hijinksy stuff that they kind of try and do in these movies i felt like this movie really like a good heart to it mm. too you know yeah. you know love is more than just like big romantic gestures it's about like you know genuinely caring for one another which I thought was really nice and yeah i don't know it was just like a cute sweet movie i liked it a lot yeah. it was very wholesome there i wrote down this quote from the beginning of it that i think kind of sums it up but i also thought was like cute and funny <laughs> and it said uh fantasy and Fantasies can become expectations, and when they do, that can put a lot of pressure on the monsters in your life. <laughs> Which, that is... Isn't that so cute, but also exactly what it's yeah, about? <laughs> like, this movie has themes, it has arcs, it has, like, dynamic characters. It's got that all. Like, the fact that not even the Barbie movies could, like, some of the Barbie movies, at least, could, like, do this. It's such a sight to behold, and it makes it all the more enjoyable. But I guess before we get into more of some of the specific plot, I'm curious to know, did you guys have a favorite one of the main girls? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Honestly, I really liked 
you know, I'm realizing I don't know her name, but the the vaguely Russian one. <laughs> the Yeti, yeah, Abby Abby Bobbitable. Yes. The best character. Best I love her. I love her jokes were so funny. I love I love how she was I always I'm a sucker for the comedic character that says the thing that everyone's like, What are you talking about? Yes. Those are always characters who are just like everyone's like what are who are you why are you and i felt like that was her energy and also i wrote down something she said oh she just like i can't even remember what they were spitballing they were spitballing something and she was like a bowl of yak meat <laughs> like as a present yes. she's like everybody's like what are you talking about and i just i love her so she was she She's a main character, but she's also, like, kind of a side character, but she was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She definitely, she gets a lot of great material in this. Jory Dane, what was your favorite character? Um, I loved Claudia Wolf just because she just sounds like an old-timey gun mole, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) So There are so many bold character choices here that... On one hand, I'm curious to know what the mindset, like what they did when they were workshopping these characters. But at the same time, I kind of want to keep that mystery right there because like there are just some bold choices. Uh, Fun fact, I don't know if you guys knew this about Claudine. Last year, the creators were like, oh, yeah, she's a lesbian. So that's awesome. There's that. Like she can have a little girlfriend. A lot of people ship her with Jackie Draculaura. (laughs) Y'all, the fandom community on, like, if you look at the Monster High tags on Tumblr, it goes, there's, How weird is it? it's How relatively bad. chill, but it's, I don't know, this is a, this is a franchise that lends itself so well to fandom creations, like, just the sheer number of OCs that people make on fanfiction.net for this franchise is, it's it's very cute. It's very cute seeing so many people get So who do people ship with Frankie Stein? I don't think Frankie Stein is like the most I don't think she feels it kind of feels like she's the least popular character out of like the yeah, main ones. From like some people ship her with the fish girl, others with Claudine, others with Cleo. She seems mostly like the close to an audience insert. Cause she's like perpetually put in this whole oh I'm the new girl at school thing, you know. So that ends up being and she's always uh, losing her things. limbs at all times. Very relatable to the demographic. <laughs> so oh yeah, whomst amongst us hasn't? Yeah, yeah I, I we might as well get through some of this plot stuff then. I mean, in terms of like overall plot, it's not the most complex thing. It's Valentine's Day and it's also Dracula's. 1600th birthday. Which is one thing I thought this movie made me think about was the fact that Draculaura is apparently 1600 years old but just eternally goes to high school like a Twilight vampire. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that too. (laughs) You do get the vibes that they were trying to ride some of those Twilight waves. They opened a can of worms is all I'm saying with that. (laughs) Oh yeah, and especially when you get in with like her relationship with Claude, like I feel like if it weren't like this, uh, if it weren't such a low-key fandom, there would be discourse about like their relationship and 
stuff like that like there was bella oh yeah a vampire and a werewolf like how i actually really like their relationship like i think that they're so cute they are they are adorable like claude honestly was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie because on one hand he has this whole like tough dog thing but when he just like unironically whimpers it's just like oh Oh, that's cute. He's like an anime character. <laughs> yes, he does give anime vibes. He has such anime <laughs> vibes. <laughs> Poor Claude in this I know, movie. he tries like, so hard, but... No, everyone... he's just like a bumbling... Like, he's just... It's like, we've all been there. Like, how do I make this special for this person I care about? And he's just, like, trying. And, and then there's all this magic in the fucking way. Yeah, he builds her a set of stairs in front of her locker with his bare hands. And these girls have the audacity to say that that's a terrible gift. Are you insane? No, like, honestly, Those... I kept on thinking about what I would do in high school if I was dating Claude. I was like, I would have an amazing time in high school. That would have changed my entire experience. <laughs> Anyone who builds me stairs, I, like I don't care. Like, they could build me stairs to the fucking garbage can, and I'd be like, that's hot. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, I don't know, do something that is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just surprised God, that yeah, school it's... just let him build stairs in the middle of the hallway, though. <laughs> yeah, just watch oh. him. Just watch him work. They just let these kids do anything. Like, these kids are constantly on the loose. Like, there's the ghost one who's constantly taking pictures of everyone for the blog. I don't know. She's like a ghost, a specter. I don't know what you call she's her. A but spectra. I think her thing is she's like a like a gossipy journalist type character. Yeah, yeah. she's like a gossip girl, except everyone knows who she is. <laughs> Yeah, and no one seems to ever really call her for the drama she causes. Yeah, the the but, the teenagers oh, well. in the series do seem to get into a lot of trouble because every movie they have to go to like the catacombs under the school and like face some sort of peril down there. Like no adult supervision. Yeah. Around here. No adult supervision. Well, they always get help from the Phantom of the Opera who someone somehow has a Dolly Parton thing going on. Her? No, she, okay. She's like the Sandy Cheeks of the show, it seems like. But her voice was very, like, Dolly Parton. I was like, why is Dolly Parton here? Yeah, I don't, I, again, they make so many bold character choices. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall to know what Mattel was thinking when they made her character. But at the same time, it's like, I do respect that choice a lot, though. I do really love the but... authenticity of the Phantom of the Opera girl just always hanging out in the catacombs of the school. Oh yeah, it gives those. I vibes. loved, I loved the the but fish yeah. girl being Australian. I just thought that was so random. <laughs> yeah, I know, and yeah. I think in the and... the first one, she was like, "I'm from down under." Underwater, <laughs> essentially. Like that was the explanation. She's like, just in case you weren't, you didn't get it. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Yeah, it's probably not the exact line, but something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can totally see that, and that's one of the things that I thought was charming about this was like, first of all, all of the characters are very like specific, and everything is like fully committed like every joke is like we are loudly telling you this joke 
<laughs> we are oh yeah they have like no sense no of irony in Gimini Straits <laughs> like there's this moment where this character whose name I don't know because she's only on screen very shortly she's at the table and she's mentioning um something like that the teacher said didn't make sense and then and then her joke is she's like also he doesn't make sense <laughs> She did like a bunch of sound effects. She's yes. like, okay. Yeah. Who was that? Everyone's great. That was Claudine's little sister. Okay, I, I'm obsessed with her. I was like, wow, I want to do that comment she's on because great crowd. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the fun thing about this movie, too. Like, all the side characters, like, none of the side plots ever struck me as, like, like, yeah, they were a little bit fillery in the plot, but they were still, like, enjoyable. Like, they always had, like, good material. Like, uh, what was the name of the zombie girl? Again? Uh, Gulia. Uh, the, her whole Gulia. thing is she's, like, a zombie and she doesn't speak, but she's also, like, a math genius. Brain. Uh, she's very fun, too. <laughs> And her just hooking up with the weird fire okay. elemental guy who's always horny. So the fire guy seemed like the closest that we could get to a white guy in this movie. And it was so weird. <laughs> like, everything that he was doing was so Caucasian. I was just like, wow. <laughs> you are not wrong. You are so not wrong. Down to the freaking air guitar thing he always did. <laughs> In his in his terrible breakup at the end of the movie. Oh my god, he's just Ooh. like yeah, I like how he didn't even care when they broke he's up. He's just, just like he pulls Ooh. like a fresh prince move where he's talking to one girl and then he sees another girl walking and then gets completely distracted. I was like, okay, it's <laughs> it's it is absolutely wild. Yeah, it's like so. It's like the movie's I, I, version of just skateboarding through every scene. Like, just like he needs to get in front of the camera. <laughs> like that's his I, energy. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bef <laughs> like, I'm sure that we need to like go through the plot. Um, yeah, which yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just had one question. What was going on with the mm -hmm. guy with the mohawk who, like, I guess is dating Cleo? Yeah. His name is Deuces. He's a Gorgon. A Gorgon. Okay, He's got like it. He's a Medusa. He's yeah. a Medusa boy. He's oh. Medusa. Yeah, Medusa's yeah. her. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to wear like uh, yeah. sunglasses yeah. like Cyclops or else he'll stoneify people. Those are big shoes to fill, having your mom uh, be Medusa. He must have some issues. They, I think they that was actually a joke in one of the previous really? movies where they talk. Yeah, like there's a plot element where they have to like unpetrify a character uh, the headmistress, I believe, who happens to be the headless horsewoman, and uh, she calls her, being like, "Hey, mom, can you tell me how to reverse this thing?" And she helps him out, and it's very sweet. Aww. Yeah, they do mention like all the characters being like the descendants of like famous monsters, but we never ever really see their parents in these. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, they could have a whole episode. Exploring the parents. I will. I will write the parents episode. Like if somebody reaches out to me, I will Ooh. do that. That's like my favorite kind of. Crap. Oh yeah, no. One of our <laughs> most common catchphrases is that like Mattel, please hire us. We have so many ideas. There's such a yeah, rich. We have we have some good Barbie just... movie script ideas. We have stewed. Uh, yeah. I guess might as well get to like the main thing. So like. I mean, we touched upon how Claude's trying to, like, impress Draculaura and none of the gifts are seeming to work out when suddenly 
these uh, jellicle cat-looking girls, <laughs> because they're not invited to her birthday party, they get Draculaura's ex, which, uh, <laughs> hang on. What was the name of the ex? Valentine's Because uh, he created Valentine's Day. Named it Valentine's Oof. I mean, who among us would Valentine. Okay. It, like, I have I have so much to say. So you can just continue with the plot. We figured, no, we figured that you guys would have a lot to say about this. Because while I was watching this, the person that he reminded me of most was Ted Mosby. So, uh. Really? Oh, okay. wow. He, he gave me so much Ted Mosby vibes just in how absolutely he, desperate okay. he was. Like He's, Valentine is so cool. Like it's so so they bring back Valentine to try to break up um uh Claude. Uh, what's her name? Draculaura and Claude. So it'll ruin her birthday party because they weren't invited to the birthday party, even though they weren't invited for a very special reason. It's because they're all, they're clearly always fucking with them. And it's like, okay, like if you're going to just fuck with everyone, why would we invite you? It's so weird that they want to go. Yeah. They're so obsessed with them. I got like very like, you know, like repressed, like queer vibes from them. Like, why are they so obsessed? Mm, you do get some of those vibes. Definitely. What? I just like how, unlike other, like, kids' properties, the bullies don't actually get tolerated. Like, they don't actually get invited to these events to do their snarky stuff. And I mean, they, like, they did have, yeah. like, Cleo in the group who was kind of their reformed mean girlfriend, but, That's but now you got these uh, cat girls to kind of fill the mean girl void. I mean, yeah. I do love that the, the, the catty girls are literally cats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Movie spares oh, yeah. no opportunity to just go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. chef's oh, kiss. Yeah. These cat girls were so stylish though. Like if like if they were like trying to sell those cat dolls, like if I was if I was like nine, I would buy those. Those are cute. Oh, the fashion is always so good in these. So, okay, so Valentine. So Valentine apparently uh Dr Draculaura and and him like had a thing like 400 years ago or something yeah yeah and yeah, when yeah. they were in high school and i love 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 the the kind of like not even like sepia tone but like really old style like if you're remembering like the yeah. beginning this kind of like nosferatu colored <laughs> yeah kind of like styled kind of thing where it's just like this like very like old world kind of like yellow where you could like probably still hear the film stock cranking and like all of those scenes are actually well done i was like you know as a person who loves cinema this is this is a choice this is a good choice i was impressed yeah there are so like from a cinematography standpoint like they're very good about like knowing when to use like those dutch angles when to like get stylistic in terms of like the film like there, there's some like actual like good direction going in there, which is always yeah, nice to yeah. See. I was very impressed with that. So like they have this whirlwind whirlwind romance that only lasts for a week, and it's very much a thing where it's like uh, all of the girls loved him, but he wanted me, and he just like did all these like super 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 showy romantic. He almost feels like a magician, which magicians are gross. I don't know why you would be attracted yes. to a magician. <laughs> I, don't know. Oh, I actually, what? the more I think about it, I met. 
And so I started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow, a hot music. I will say that, like, I think I David Copperfield was kind of hot when he was younger. But that's really it. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can see that yeah. with the hat Actually, and the cape. And, I'm in the capes, so that's how we <laughs> This explains so much you know about that's you, valid. I was aware of how it was. You get but, a good cape going But wait, on was it. he a good magician, though? Uh, oh, wait, the, the hot one that I met? Or are we talking about... Yeah. Yeah. No, which, I mean, of course he wasn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Actually, the more I think about it, because you brought up magicians, it actually, you know who this, I mentioned earlier, uh, Valentine gives Ted Mosby vibes from How I Met Your Mother. No, he is an amalgamation of Ted Mosby and Barney Stinson, as if they were like a vampiric amalgamation, because on one hand, he's got like the big, stupid, romantic gestures that Ted would do on that, that goddamn show all the while having just that predatory side of Barney Stinson. And it's just... I also ooh. really like how uh, it implies that his accent is fake in this. Because, like, oh. his mom was, like, <laughs> talking to him. There's, like, eight different voices. I, I was like, what voice is he doing now? His... <laughs> okay, I I am from Georgia, and so I've, I'm very, very sensitive to bad Southern accents. And the whole time he was talking... I was just like, he's doing, maybe this is niche a little bit, but there's a movie called Down With Love with, with Ewan McGregor and Renee Zellweger that I really love. And when Ewan McGregor is okay. pretending to be this like astronaut, Southern astronaut named Catcher Block. He, th that is the voice that Val <laughs> Valentine is doing is the exact same voice that Ewan McGregor <laughs> does when he's pretending to be Southern. <laughs> That sounds like an absolutely buckwild movie. God, I need to put that down. I on think the that list. you guys should watch it. Like it's Yeah. I think that y'all were like probably really young when it came out, but like it's it's really good. <laughs> it is. That, I mean, that that sounds like a real good time. Uh, but yeah, va yeah. so Valentine <laughs> Valentine apparently likes to collect girls' broken hearts, which Yeah. yeah. Oof. Really, wow. the fact that he looks That's... like a uh, My Chemical Romance LARPer. Like, <laughs> like, I know that doesn't exist. Like, he just looks like he would just play My Chemical Romance covers. <laughs> like... So this is what uh, Gerard Way has been doing. Yeah, um, yes. When he doesn't have work. <laughs> I love the I love those three clouds that like follow him around and like talk shit. Yes. <laughs> what I, we were just I like have what, absolutely what no is the idea point of the clouds. <laughs> Where do they come from? <laughs> Aside from being like a barbershop quartet type, sorry, trio, I guess. Just like no explanation is given and honestly, I don't know how much of an explanation I would want. It's just just seeing them like go so hard with it. Every I just Every choice it. for Valentine is wild. The accent, the hair, which it just seems like he like presses it every night with the straightener, the clouds, which I feel like the clouds were just added because the animators just wanted to be like, no, this is what we're doing. We're going to do something fun. And yeah. like since Valentine can't have real friends, like obviously because he's so full of shit. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I love how he's always like yelling at his mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. There's just something very real about him that I just like. I had that acquaintance in high school that was just like real shitty to their mom and bragged about like how they could get girls. And I would just very like, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> very like. Oh, my God. He looks, I mean, you know, he has clouds following him around. He has this, like, My Chemical Romance um, hair. But on the other hand, he has, like, backwards hat, slamming his door after listening to Eminem, yelling at his mom in her You know, <laughs> he's like, oh, mom. Gotta go get the chick <laughs> to fall in love. I mean, he is a guy God. that just monologues to himself in his room in his fake accent. So yeah. just... I mean, I do that too, but like, I'm not, you know, lying to get people to fall in love with me. I like, love, I love yeah. how he does the fake accent yeah. even while he's at home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like going method. <laughs> like, I the when the movie started, I was I was very very anxious because like uh, Dracula's whole dream about like what she wants her party to be is so terrifying. Like the pace that it moves is terrifying. Everything's like jumping out at you. I was just like, oh no, is it gonna be moving this way all the time? And then when it it's revealed to be a dream, I was just like. I was so, I felt, I was, like, relieved. Because I was like, I can't do this. Oh, yeah. I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they don't, I do like how they don't go full cartoony zany hijinks until the very end. Which feels appropriate by that yeah. point. How did uh, everyone feel about the Cupid character that they had in there? That is also an anime character. Like her entire design, I was just like, "What, what, <laughs> what is this?" Yeah, she she gave off very a lot of Sailor Moon vibes on that. She looks like she was gonna like, I don't know. I could totally picture a spinoff of her just like using that crossbow of her to solve people love. Yeah, love she looks issues. like an older just version like... of like Mini Moon. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted her to have her own. Like, I, I wanted to watch the movie about her. Yeah, so in some ways, mm. I mean, obviously she uh, makes her to be there in this story, but I also just felt like she has she has so much of her own thing going on that was distracting yeah. from the the main. Yeah, it was plot. a bit strange having it here because like you don't really learn much about like what her deal is. She's just kind of like there, and then she like briefly falls in love with Claude through uh, magic arrow yeah. powers. And so. the weirdest thing is, is that this is the only like movie that she really features prominently in, which I think the thing I liked most about her is that like uh, her whole like romance show thing, like her weird radio show that the school all listens to. I do. I love it. I love at the end when she and Abby are together and then like Abby's giving the very practical advice and she's giving the very like Cosmo magazine advice. I mean, personally, I prefer oh, yeah. Abby's approach because that's how I dated. I was just very much like, I like you. I would like to go home with you. This is just like very clear. <laughs> So I really yeah, appreciated yeah, that. No, the target audience would not care about a podcast or a radio show. But if, if I got to just like listen to a full hour of those two, no. When is when is the Abby Cupid other, podcast coming out? I gotta, you know, 
Uh, they seem like they're giving good advice. Yeah, because I did like their um, their banter and the difference in their advice. Because yeah, Abby's saying the things that like you know, but you don't apply to your life. Like mm-hmm. she's like, just talk to people. <laughs> like how you feel. Yeah. Um, just be like, yeah. If you like them, it's good. And if they don't. Right. In the trash. It's like move and forward like... and do the next thing which is like so clear and it's like ah oh, yeah and cupid's like you know yeah. uh very very like when the the moon is at like 96 degrees then you can like think about them and then they'll walk in front of your house and then you'll like step outside like <laughs> yeah it's cool kind of oof. advice okay wait it says it says like gulia doesn't speak but like, I don't know. I thought that she did. I thought I remembered her talking in this. Maybe I'm just um. Well, she lets out like little grunt things. That, and then like, other characters will respond. They'll be like, emotion. "Yeah, you're totally right, Gulia." <laughs> oh man, I thought yeah, we I was not paying attention to. Oh my god, yeah. I just thought that there was someone talking to her. Then that immediately meant that she was talking. Man, I want to rewatch it now and just be like, I didn't even notice that she wasn't talking. this that's the thing there's they put so much in these movies and like some of the like some of the gags and some of the character interactions like you blink and you miss it this is like like i don't know some of the i mean it's only 45 minutes it's not a crazy long movie but it's one that feels like yeah not a lot of wasted uh movie space with this like sure they have like the shenanigany montage thing, but other than that, it's like I don't know. Everything's things feels very purposeful, which that's not the main end goal of like filmmaking. That's not the be all end all. But you know, it's for something like this short, it's I was it's just gonna say I like plus. that aspect because uh like in our podcast we tend to cover things that go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be like, why is it two hours long? This could have been an hour and a half. Um, and so I like the fact that this was short and also like it does feel jam-packed. And like the beginning for me at first, I was like, wait, did I mess up? Like, because the beginning is so fast paced. You're like, what is happening? And then you realize that she's been describing her dream birthday and it's like this whole kind of dreamscape. But you start in a dreamscape so I was like disoriented because I didn't know all of the characters yet. And I was like, when am I going to learn who they are? Like, what's going on? And then and then she uh, after about a minute of that, she's like, and that's my idea for a birthday. And then it's like back to Earth, you know, and we get to kind of like hang out with them. But I at first I was like, whoa, like what's going on? Am I, you know, did I click the wrong link? And then I was like, OK, I'm here. But it was so different than so many uh, movies that I feel like I've I've watched recently, like for the podcast, but also just like I've been watching a lot of really bad Netflix Christmas Oof. movies in general. Um, <laughs> they take like, oh, eight yeah. minutes to introduce someone, you know, and so I actually like this. Yeah. I'm just plunged, yeah. and if I, I miss I mean, something, that's I on guess me. That's sort of expected. It's sort of their the targeted young audience, where like, and also the fact that this is like their third uh, TV special, so like there's already that sort of expectation that like the the kids that will watch this already know, know yeah. who these characters are but yeah by the way i have a quick question 
it, it seems to be a thing in all these movies. What did you think of Frankie Stein's like narration bits? It was very yeah. like it reminded me of a lot of like stuff that I watched when I was a kid, where it's just like this girl narrating. I, a lot of Canadian shows. It was yeah, it reminded me of a lot of like Canadian teen and tween shows. Very much like a this is my life. These are my friends. I don't know. I thought it was sweet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, very like familiar to me, um, and very fitting for just I guess like high school genre, and also like it was tying together kind of all of the characters and all of the quickness. You know, it's like okay might not sit yeah. and have a conversation so i'm going to recap for you so i didn't feel like like with oh, that yeah. i didn't feel like oh frankenstein narration is like making it or breaking it i was just like oh yeah okay that that makes sense yeah. as a choice i i know that like i've heard like some people in the fandom talk about how annoying they find that and i don't know it like it's a little like it's something you get used to but it, it's one of those. I kind of forgot that that was even yeah. a part of it. I, mean, I don't. I, just, I don't know why fans would. I don't know. It seems a little mean. She's kind of like the Carrie Bradshaw, except that like she doesn't get her own subplot. She's just like, <laughs> she's just like talking about everyone else. Yeah, she kind of. <laughs> she is very reactionary as a character. Yeah, she is definitely more of like yeah. the kind of audience insert kind of protagonisty character. I think in the series. But it's 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 okay because all her friends have enough personality to hold it through. So. Oh, so so it's just like a lot of this movie is just Claude trying to um, get the best present for Draculaura, and also Gulia trying to. Well, first she's trying to choose between these two guys that I guess are I couldn't are they zombies? Like they were just kind of like or Igors or I don't know what they were. Um, like that. Yeah, so she wants them. So she does like a computer program, which I love. That's such like a classic thing. It's like the the nerdy ones like, okay, I'm gonna like do this like formula, and I'm gonna put all put this all in, and then it's gonna tell me <laughs> who my lover is. And that's I don't know. I thought that was super cute. And then there's like the whole thing where the cat girl is just obsessed with them and following them around yeah, all the time. <laughs> there's a lot there, and. I, I think the, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think back to my favorite part, because I feel uh, like... I really liked the, the part where uh, Claude was doing his very impassioned uh, post-breakup basketball playing, where he was just, like, <laughs> wrecking everyone. Claude? <laughs> <laughs> so good! Claude's basketball playing was, like, one of my favorite parts. Like, the the post-breakup, the basketball memory that brought them back together. <laughs> I was like, what? Ultimately, what brings them back mm -hmm. together is her looking mm -hmm. at something and remembering him playing basketball. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, my God, yeah. The, the deflated... I just love all of the very specific memories that were in that box. That's why when everybody was like, it's a box of junk, I was like, no. This is a box of, like, very specific special things and i was thinking that the whole time and it was just so cute they get their friends they're all you know in high school but i'm like have none of them been in a relationship do they not understand that you have random objects that mean things like do they not get that <laughs> yeah they, you do get it the sense that they are they're still figuring out what they're doing in terms of like 
relationship stuff. It does it does very feel true to that sort of adolescence. Yeah. I guess. And they're all like and they're all very his... protective of Draculaura, and they want to like make sure that she's happy. And because they are young and figuring out their conception of like what is a good relationship, what is love, they're very like, well, we don't understand what he's doing, and it doesn't make sense to us. So like, she deserves better than that, <laughs> even though what he did made sense to Draculaura. Like all of his gifts. And I do like that it establishes that Draculaura did like choose Claude from the beginning. It's just because of his like hypno hypnotist magic eyes that she was like still with him. I thought I felt that part was a bit frightening, like his mind control of her. Yeah. That was a bit unsettling. It's terrifying because he just like takes away their consent. Like I don't want to get like super into it, but I was just like this is, I was thinking about, like, the, like, the power that the bad guy had in the first season, well, I guess every season of Jessica Jones, and I was just like, this oh is- Oh my god, it oh, is! Yeah. Oh my god, he does give Kilgrave vibes! <laughs> Absolutely, I was like, this is like, I mean, it's, this, it just made me think of, obviously, abusive relationship dynamics, and, like, this, like, love bombing to trap someone- you know, yeah. uh, reality. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, it just reminds, like, and the whole thing about, like, the heart, like, it's, like, like, a, like the amount of, like, the love counter, it's, like, the heart has to be full before he breaks it, like, what? <laughs> it's, it, I, it feels like, I don't know, I always read that as, like, the sort of dude bro-y mentality of, like, Oh, if I do enough big romantic gestures, I can unlock the kissing button, or I can I can do the well, sexes with them. There's like this them. whole thing where he's like so. done this to many girls, like in the past. So he, he seems like he just enjoys like emotionally manipulating people. Like that's his thing. It just brings him pleasure to do that to people, and that's pretty. It's pretty messed Ugh. up. <laughs> A weird abusive I, gamification yeah. does. Henry, that does make me think of Barney Stinson. Like, I wouldn't have made that connection, but since you brought up Barney, I was like, well, in that uh, uh, sense, I definitely see that connection of, yeah, like, cause he's so obsessed. being obsessed. Because isn't there a whole fucking plot where he talks about, like, getting the perfect month and, like, the perfect... Yeah. Or, the, like, getting to yeah, 200. Oh, uh, you know, I have sex uh, with a different woman every God. day. Oh, my God. I trick them all. Month. You reminded me of the perfect month, and then, God, which... which is the one that gets pregnant number 31 oh. <laughs> doesn't he just call her number 31 something like that yeah i'm sorry i'm reawakening oh, your, your guys's yeah, i, I have never trauma. watched how i met your mother I'm so i'm just everything i've heard about it has don't. just been terrifying don't it's yeah. it's terrifying that they're just like casually yeah. friends with a rapist throughout the entire show and it just doesn't <laughs> oh yeah yeah like it's, it's very Oh yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I'm still thinking about that yeah. there's Barney Stinson has it's this bad where if he wants to get rid of a woman that he's already in bed with, the bed just like <laughs> throws them in like the bed just like retracts into the Lips. wall and then you don't see that girl again and then the bed just come and then like <laughs> I don't even know if it's replaced by a new bed or if the bed just comes back after it's thrown her I'm just like that, that there's just some casual Sweeney Todd shit. What? Where did the girls go? <laughs> the bed does come back because unlike women, God, he does yeah. think beds are valuable more than once. <laughs> 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 he just 
I don't know where those <laughs> are. Find them. I want to hear their. I, I I don't really want to hear them talk about him, but I want to hear how they're doing. <laughs> I, yeah, I really want to. Are they just like in the wall? Like yeah. I would love like uh, how I met your mother. There's just like the women in the wall, and they're all just like Stranger Things <laughs> was oh actually created by women. You could write a whole screenplay of like a revenge <laughs> flick of like just like a group of girls going on like a heist to like fuck over Barney Stinson as revenge. You could just like pull like an Ocean's Eleven, but instead of of height of like doing oh, yeah. a heist, it's murdering. I, I would be down for that. So anyway, all this to say, Valentine has like all these skeevy elements, and the fact that they like point out, hey guys, other like media to you guys is gonna say like, look for the dudes that give romantic gestures and like go to a hundred and ten percent, but sometimes those dudes aren't worth it. And you might not want to pursue those types of relationships, which I think that's a very good message to like give, especially like uh, they even kind of had kids. that uh, that jab at that one movie with him these. doing the boombox thing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I want to punch yeah. him in the face. Nobody should ever copy Lloyd Doppler. Lloyd Doppler is just he, he is. He's the only one that gets to do that. No one else gets to do that. And even then, like, Lloyd Dobler, like, barely skates by by the fact of him being a young John Cusack. Because, like, I feel like that role could have yeah. gone very south. In Completely how agree. <laughs> Completely agree. I love that movie, but I definitely am yeah. like, oh, like, rewatching God. it is a little hard. <laughs> It's it's very yeah. much a movie like where the conflict is between the boyfriend and his girlfriend's dad. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and like the way he's like, I want to be with your daughter. I'm good at it, and it's like, oh, uh, oh, you're mm, okay. Yeah. That seems like a weird motivation. Well, I mean, like Lloyd's Lloyd's whole thing is that like it doesn't matter if I have like a job or a future. All that really matters is that I am with this with this woman. <laughs> That's just like right, but like you still need to have a plan. Yeah, I mean, he's so in that infatuation, just like cloud nine, adrenaline of like indestructible youth. <laughs> just like yeah, anyway, hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I don't know. It feels very serendipitous. Like I didn't know anything about this plot when we, uh, when you guys suggested we watch a Monster High movie, and it feels very appropriate that like this is the episode we have you guest on because, like Valentine, just this is just how I read him. He just strikes me as like every shitty protagonist in a rom in a rom com, just like mashed into one and just doing all the things yeah yeah i mean it's very you know it's a very like romance episode which is why i picked it i always love a valentine's day episode because they're always like little like somebody got the wrong note and one of them thinks that he likes them but she doesn't and then he likes her but she can't say anything and it's like i've always that's always the good shit like that's that's usually like if I'm watching a cartoon, that's that was when I was a kid, that was usually the episode that I was like, okay, I'm into it because I know who everybody's dating now. That's what I care about. Yeah, you're getting the gossip, you're getting the juice. Finally, give me. Uh, I was yeah. just going to say that it's a really interesting choice that in this movie, the Valentine's Day in this universe was created by the villain. <laughs> <laughs> like. I love that. I yeah. feel like it's like 
Valentine's Day is kind of stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, like they make fun of it. I love that they make fun of it. They're like, he named it after himself. Isn't that kind of self-absorbed? <laughs> like, like when Jackie Laura is like, telling the story and she's like, it was so romantic. You know, we had this week together and, and then he named this holiday after me. Her friends are all like rolling their eyes. They're like, we've heard this story. Actually, this is kind of douchey. And I was like, that's real. That's real life. Like it's all the friends can see that he sucks. <laughs> And yeah. I love that too because they're all just like you like oh, yeah. he sucks. <laughs> like that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, and I appreciate just how everyone so transparently knows how much he sucks. Like you never get anyone yeah. being like, oh, but maybe no, no, yeah, he sucks. No, yeah, in the trash. And so uh, they they realize that she's like under the spell. Her friends do, and so they go to Cupid because Cupid has the arrows. Which I love that Cupid has the arrows because like she's not the original Cupid. So just like, does she also get hand me down arrows? Does every Cupid get arrows? Like, is it not just like one? Are they all just like? globe trotting the world just shooting people with these arrows <laughs> i yeah i don't know i feel like those arrows seem like you'd think they would put like it seems like a time turner harry potter situation which i apologize for evoking that name but it seems like this seems like a very powerful resource y'all no, just might have wanna... it be in the hands of a high school love guru guru yeah, yeah. so yeah. they're trying to get um they're trying to get uh, Claude and Draculara back together, but of course, you know, the cat girl who's obsessed with them, it's in the way of that, and then the <laughs> and then the arrows just like end up in like Cupid and Claude and they they fall in love and so they like basically lose an ally because it basically just makes Claude useless for like a chunk of the movie because he's just in love with this person that he had barely interacted with before. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and I like how they just portrayed like it's almost like this altered state of mind the way that the love uh, arrows seem to work, which I think that's that was a nice touch. His eyes go very. Well, like, it reminds me of a Buffy happens. episode. I can't remember which one. I think it's. I think it's like Xander who like. If I'm wrong, I feel bad because I've seen every episode of Buffy. But one of the people from Buffy has like a love potion, and then everybody becomes obsessed with them, and it becomes like so crazy that they like try to like chase him down and kill and they're just like hiding and yeah i feel like it was xander i feel like that's some dumb shit that xander that would do. sounds like a thing xander would do oh claude's yeah. sister was keeping shit together the whole movie what, what's her name again claudine yeah claudine yes. was like uh, holding claudine. shit together the whole time she's Wait. like claude no you don't love cupid oh my god this is so stressful she's like draculaura what are you doing <laughs> why are you fucking my brother over she's like why are you with this fucking uh sorry i swear so much um <laughs> why, are you, why are you with this like guitar okay. without, without a guitar like um she's just like claudine's just running around trying to get everyone's life together and i was like i hope that she goes and like gets a pedicure and like takes care of herself like that seems I, yeah i love how tired of everyone she is i really related to that like every line that she said i was like this is exactly how i'm feeling right now girl <laughs> she's just like why are you all so exhausting why is no one paying attention why am i the one paying attention can someone else pay attention for me or with me i was like oh i'm paying attention but i'm um i'm not in the movie i'm just watching you 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I do love. Okay, so, so they do end up having the party, and like at first, Valentine doesn't want to do it because yes. it's like I, you know, want to harvest her heart, and they were, and then he basically he tries to isolate her from her friends like a real abuser, and it's like, yeah. oh, there's so much. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's bad, yeah. and the only reason why he let he lets her go to the party is because. Like, he realizes that, like, it's going to make her heart full so that he can harvest it, which is terrifying. And then they get there, and the cat girl is, like, just shooting, gets gets the bow and arrow, and just, like, starts shooting people randomly. And I, this gag is so reckless, but I love it because, like, there were so many just, like, background gay relationships that were going on. Yeah, like, this is very progressive right now. Oh, yeah. The, I... I was just kind of shocked at just how casually all the partygoers were. I know like, it does not stop the party at all that people are just getting shot at. Like everyone just casually. Like just goes another about day it. in life. <laughs> I mean, this is a a school where like there are like these gargoyles and there have been like yeah, other like monster well threats. So it, it, I get, I think they are probably used to it right now. But yeah, it's it is interesting. And then oh, the one detail that just. I'm very surprised they included that in. They had just like that little bog of eternal body odor. Oh and it's God. just like, y'all doing a labyrinth reference on us? Okay. I was surprised cool. that didn't really come back. Like they book her party at a place that has a bog of eternal body odor and they make a joke about how they're going to have to buy a lot of spray. And then we never hear about it again. Well, until the, until the well, end, no, they fall into it at the end. Yeah. When, when, when Valentine and the cat and the cat girl fall into it at the end. I do think that it's funny though. Cause if you see at the end when like Draculaura finally passes her driver's test because she finally accepted the manual from Claude, like once again, like what a king like he was just like i want you to pass your driver's test that you so that you can drive this car like he cares about her so much anyway so they're in the car and they're driving off and then you see valentine and the cat girl together and i'm just like are they just like bonded because they both smell bad are they dating now like what's going on i i don't know they do seem like a messy enough group of people that they would seem like they would get together after this they just oh, they no. got put into a stinkiness exile. Yeah. You know? Cat doesn't seem like she knows what she really wants. And yeah. Valentine just wants to like control people. So maybe that weirdly I don't know. I feel like this will be the thing that'll make Cat Girl like finally realize, oh wait, main it many shit. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go date girls now. That's what I hope for her at least. Uh, just just spending a prolonged time with Valentine will do that probably <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah let's see is there anything else that happened at the party to mention i like how uh how draculaura just plays stick with her boyfriend oh yeah <laughs> she just casually she plays fetch stick. with claude that yeah. was so cute <laughs> That was very, yeah. I feel like their relationship is definitely, like, the, the strongest part. Like, even, like, I also appreciate how, like, even if, like, this is your first time seeing these characters, like, you still get those vibes and you you can actually really appreciate how, like, oh, these two work together. They have chemistry, they have history, and they have all this genuine affection and makes you really root for them. 
<sighs> yeah. Yeah, there. I really, I stand Claude and Jackie Laura. They're adorable. Yeah, this. I'm. Yeah, this is a officially a Claude fan cast. Uh, we stand <laughs> our Wolven King. He he does have very impressive mutton chops for a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> God, his whole yeah. I also I also like that Dracula's car is just the Batmobile, but with pink. It is the Batmobile. (laughs) It's really good. It is so good. Like it's like, hang on, I they've had to have made a toy of this, surely. Yeah, I think there was a whole line of like the Dracula's like sweet sixteen hundred that they made. (laughs) Sweet sixteen hundred, so cute. Honestly, wild, like, I'm on my period right now, and I'm very, very tempted to just, like, sit down and watch a bunch of these. <laughs> Listen, I will say this, like, as people who have seen not just all the Barbie movies, but a lot of other people, the Monster High, it's a good time. Even though we've only seen the first uh, three, I think it, there's a reason why the dolls are still, like, pretty popular, even to this day. Nearly... Jeez, 10 years later. 10 wow. years later. 10 years later. Yeah, it's it's Yeah, and there are quite insane. a bit of Monster High films that they have made, so not quite uh not quite as many as Barbie, but there are quite a bit. I actually think a lot of the CGI Monster High films, they share a director with a lot of those they early do. Bobby films. They do. They so do. I should have I should look up who directed this because the current no, the main directors was a guy named Steve Stax, whose only other credits are the other CGI Monster High movies. And the main guy, Justin McKenzie, does a lot of other stuff with Mattel. He has had some light work with some of the Barbie movies, but Mattel is such a weird company. The way they divide like all their different toy divisions, because like for the longest time, we thought that the Monster High dolls were made by the same company that made Bratz. And, uh, nope. It's it all Mattel. Felt like Mattel waited so long to find out what they could create to beat Bratz, and this was... Yeah, exactly. Well, you and would think so, well, because they so. look like Bratz. They look like goth versions of Bratz. It's actually kind of incredible that, <laughs> that they got away with it. It kind of felt like Mattel waited so long to find out what they could create to beat Bratz, and this was what they created. And it worked very well. Yeah. Because they still have the passion for fashion. They're just also like monsters. (laughs) Which I love. I'm like, this is the sweet spot. (laughs) This is like, yeah, I guess I am the target demo still. (laughs) This has been fun. Yeah. We're glad you enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess then that's all with all that said. Thank you all. First off, for joining us here in the Pink Isle. Uh, We promise that we'll return you safely to your home realm. But yeah, it's always nice to have guests. So uh, with that said, uh, before we start plugging our stuff, do y'all have any pluggables? Things you want to talk about? I write for a web series called The Last Video Store on Earth that's going to have more um, videos released uh, in the next month. So that should be really fun. It's about a real video store in Seattle. Heck yeah. Um, 
And so I, yeah, it's very dear to my heart. Um, so I would love for people to check that out. Yeah. Um, find it on YouTube, uh, Instagram, all, all, if you follow me on Instagram at Braun womb or on Twitter at Braun.computer, I'll promote that and obviously bad romance podcast and anything else that I'm getting into. All right. Yeah. And Jordan, you just write in, like, all the places. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm around. I feel like I'm pretty easy to find. I'm always I'm always doing stuff. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really feel the need to promote. That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I also appreciated your the writing you did for the Steven Universe Future Recaps on AV Club. Those were good. Thank you. That was that show was that show was like actually very emotional to watch. Like it's mm-hmm. ugh, oh yeah that that put me through it, and I was in therapy at the same time. Um and like <laughs> there were things that I was learning in therapy that were also lessons that they were teaching in Steven Universe Future, and I was just like, whoa, this is oh, like yeah. very adult shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, it's very good. So yeah. Check out their stuff. It's very good. And also, if you haven't already, check out the Bad Romance podcast because it's, it's a really good good time. Good time. And maybe subscribe to their Patreon and all that stuff. Would love that. Give these people support. They're good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. I need to plug my stuff. Anyway, Emma, you have a Twitter that people should follow. And you're very reluctant to plug it. I, I have a Twitter. I don't really post on it much. I am not uh, quite as online involved as my friend Henry here. So uh, Yeah, that's a good decision for the record. But at the same time, yeah. Uh, but you can follow her at EmmaCory9. Because when you do writing, it's very good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then as for me, listener... Uh, I'm also in around many of the places. You can follow me at Twitter at Catherine Henry on my Tumblr portfolio with all the stuff in one place, henrycathman.tumblr.com. There's the YouTube channel that Henry Catherine, very easy to find. And then if you enjoy the work that I do here on the internet, consider tossing me a buck. Patreon.com slash Henry Help me pay them bills. I guess all that said, then, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining once again. I know I said that a bunch, but it's it's been it's kind so of an fun. honor just being able to talk. Yeah, we're Thanks glad you enjoyed time. it. This is a good time. Yeah, I guess then, uh, uh, Emmy, what sort of quippy thing can I end this thing on? Because now we have guests, I can't do the stupid things I usually do. Well, now I'm curious I about the stupid things. I'm into oh, stupid. God. I, I love There's that. a character. Okay. I admitted that I have like y'all heard in magicians. Okay, Emma, you're going to hate me for this, but there's a character in the Barbie Fairytopia movies called Bibble. You might have heard of him. He's a pink this, puffball thing. And he speaks like... Oh, it's... it's Yeah, and... Uh, uh, he. Uh, if you're doing what you're about to do, yeah, I'd say... Basically, he has a very distinct voice. Really talks like this, so thank you, Ronan Alleror, for joining us. <laughs> Emma hates this, but until then, I guess uh, thank you all for listening and thank you for joining Ooh. us. Goodbye. Ooh, spooky.